0: and psychology with Tavana. A very warm hello to our Radio Bomb dot listeners. Today I'm sitting with Dr. Alex uh, my friend and colleague from Tavana organization. Dr. Rockers is not with us today. So two of us are uh, running the show. So today we want to talk about uh, inclusion and transcendent and talking about all different um, things that uh, is going on in our uh, society and perhaps around the world. Uh, the cancel culture, the exclusion, the inclusion, um, all these things that daily we um, face. Um, so we want to talk about all different um, uh diversity, actually, especially today with pandemic and uh, the virus that was told, uh, it was from China, created a lot of uh, problems for uh, Asians. So welcome, Dr. Andrade. Last week, we missed you. And today, I would like, as we started with um, inclusion, exclusion, uh, transcendent, and also Um, talking about diversity, Black Lives Matter, and all these things that are happening in our society. And not only here, I think is around the world. So sometimes you feel like being a white male, or being a, um, let's say, um, Asian person, uh, all of that could be a big issue for someone who is in that position.
1: Yes, thank you, Dr. Malikovzali. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, I did miss you guys. Uh, I was doing a little traveling. Maybe we'll talk about that at some point, traveling in this new world of uh, COVID. Um, yeah, and so uh, feeling a little recharged, but also tired after a, a trip, a vacation. So um, yeah, and that, what's I think that's part of the reason why this topic felt so relevant today, uh, just in my travels, talking with uh, colleagues and friends about kind of what's going on in the state of the world as you tend to catch up about how you've been doing and how things have been going. Uh, psychologists and therapists, we tend to talk about what's been going on in the world and our different views and opinions about it, that you can have kind of that, that more in-depth kind of uh, in-person exchange. Uh, and so I wanna say too, even just on that level, you know, I, I forgot almost like what it's like to have that, that kind of dialogue over a cup of coffee about what's going on in the world, uh, kind of as we've been doing on the radio show, uh, as we've been doing with listeners as well, and it, it's just amazing how many different uh, kind of topics have been so relevant lately and, and so present. And I think even just starting with you know what's been in the news as far as uh, you know uh, what's been happening to Asian American individuals, I've seen a couple of news clips, and it's it's horrendous. Uh, it's, I mean, it's just disgusting. Uh, I can't think of another word. And I I was asked several times what my opinion was on it. And because I was traveling and, and kind of occupied with that, I hadn't really fully immersed in myself until I watched some some news uh, um, and, and read a couple of things about it. And it's just, it's just sad. I just, I I can't understand how people can turn on other people. And especially they were showing people who were elderly um, which uh, unfortunately seemed to be like an easy target in that way. And uh, right. people were have been hurt and, and even killed in that way. And it's just, it's sad to to know that that these differences uh, amongst individuals um, are used as ammunition to hate and to and to hurt. And it, it's not new. We know this happens in the world. But I think it's, it's especially given like COVID at this time, where it's like we're all at in danger. We're all... Uh, you know, if we're not all equally human at this point in regards to the fact that we can all catch COVID, like what is it going to take? What is it going to take for us to be able to to acknowledge and respect our differences um, that our culture and our identity comes with it, a lot of beautiful, a lot of great things, but then also that we are all people too, and that we are all connected. And so to to see this 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 targeting and this turning on you know, particularly this, this community, um, it, it was just, it was just, it just saddened me. It just, I, I, I almost, there's times where I go through and watch news cycles and I'm just, I'm exhausted. I'm frustrated. I just, I, I don't have the the energy for it because to, to me in some level, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. why, why turn why 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 hate in that way but it's something unfortunately that's really been a part of this last couple of years too and so it's something i'm i you know I wish I had an answer for i wish it was something that we can make more sense of but i think in and and seeing these things all we have to do is be able to or one of the important things to do is to recognize that we we can't we can't be silent we can't uh, uh we can't allow this to happen to to any uh, individual group we need to we need to stand up as a whole and say this isn't right this is not how people deserve to be treated yeah wh- what was your take on it and wh- where are you at with these things
0: yeah the same as what you said but the most important part is that i think as a human being we always like to blame somebody else or something yeah. else uh, yeah. to get away from just the effect on us um, and and we know this pandemic within this last year has affected a lot of people psychologically and they're looking for something to blame they're looking for something to just get out of that um, you know situation that has been created during this time and i think when um, emotionally you're down uh, you're just looking for things that um, they're just a bit bothersome and you make a big deal out of that and you start blaming and you start really sometimes being active and starting a group against something that you don't like or you've been affected about. Um, So, I, yeah, I mean, it's just so unfortunate living in um, the 21st century, witnessing all these things happening, you know, your expectation is that as we develop as a human being, as we know more and the information is out there more, but it seems like it's the opposite because that kindness, that beauty of a person is hidden behind all these other things, you know? I think there's so many layers now covering everybody that it doesn't allow that uh, real self come out. And I I feel like we need a transformation. Um, And sometimes I feel like, you know, you have to make a mess to build it and make it better. But it seems like right now, or maybe in this um, few uh, recent years, things are moving forward so fast. It seems like emotionally we are not ready for it you know all this information that is coming on our way you know granted there's so many great things that we receive there's so many nice things also that are humanistic uh, shows kindness all these beautiful clips but on the other hand the other information is we are bombarded by all this information and I think our mind is just filled with information. We just need some rest and just give some time to allow ourselves to think for ourselves. But what you said took me to the time that uh, President Bush announced Iran as evil of access of evil. And I remember, we talked about this at one point, but I remember at one point, it was so difficult to face with that because um, during this last 40 years um, after revolution, we have gone through um, certain timing of um, issues that were big. The first one was the hostages that happened in 1979. Mm-hmm. um And um, during that time, I think any Iranian who was here in the United States, they were facing so many um, unfortunate situations. And then we got out of that, and then we got to a point when President Bush announced Iran as Axis of Evil, and that was the time it was uh, all the issues about nuclear and things like that. So behind the scene, all these politics mm-hmm. and politicians sit and create some, um, I guess it's all probably thoughtful full from what they say mm-hmm. to bring people to the fact that, okay, this is happening. Mm-hmm. Now we are in this situation, but then um, all the people that are under that community or that country, they're affected negatively. Sure. So I I have heard so many stories about Iranian Americans who were um, who were not really saying they're Iranian Americans, they uh, usually try to say they're Turkish American, Mm -hmm. they're Italian American, because we can fit with those cultures too. Mm -hmm. So I totally get when people say they're going through this, the Asian Americans right now are really a big target. Sure. And then when we talk about Black Lives Matters, mm-hmm. we know that in our society, there's so many great people in, in those communities that we know. Mm-hmm. But when you talk about the groups, then all of a sudden everybody comes into that circle, mm-hmm. you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, along those lines too. I think there's something valuable. It's it's something I, I struggle with in regards to how what's what's the language for the conversation. And uh, what I mean by that is, I think there is it's so much valued importance into individualized groups. Whether it's uh, you know being you know from Iranian, if it's being Mexican, if it's being Black, I think there is a sense of community and solidarity that can come from with one own, with with one's group that maybe can't be a uh, kind of obtained from other groups or mixed groups um but i find if we just kind of retreat into our own groups which you know we need to do that at times maybe for healing for support and and so it's so valuable but i think we also have to the part of the conversation has to be how can we come together too how can we uh, you know connect with other groups how can we connect with the you know community as a whole how can we connect with uh, you know people who uh, i'll say it like white males a lot of times they are considered you know the 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 perpetrator the aggressor it's like we have to we have to look beyond who we're pointing the finger at and who we're blaming. We have to look at, you know, us as a group and our respective groups, but then coming together, because if we don't, I feel like when we, when you pull back, it's like emotionally, for example, we know, you know, emotionally at times you may need to pull back and that's okay. But we also know too, what if that's the only way you deal with things? If you just pull back, if you just shut down, that's going to be a problem eventually. And I think that's one of the issues that we see with race relations a lot of times is that uh, race and ethnicity, we see people pull back because I think we we don't know what else to do. We, do, we don't have a lot of other really good answers, but that sounds like something that, that that is helpful and it is helpful. But what we struggle with, I think, is how do we come back together? How do we use that space to connect? But then also part of the conversation being like, let's come together. Uh, let's not focus on excluding uh, uh, permanently others. Let's not focus on, you know, just blaming. I think blaming and guilting and shaming, it doesn't get people really that far. And and maybe we'll talk about the whole cancel culture thing, but I think it relates to that too. If we're just looking for a bad guy, if we're just looking for an enemy, it's a temporary fix. Uh, We can't just say these people are bad or these people are evil or these people are wrong. That doesn't make us feel better. That doesn't solve the issue in at hand. If anything, I think it pushes people away even further. So it's definitely something that is, is challenging and difficult in that way to talk about in of itself. And, and yeah, I always say, I wish I had the answer. If you know, I'd probably be a billionaire or something if I had the answer, um, or you know, this huge publisher of, you know, journals and things like that. But I think it's one that. Is we're talking about and trying to find, you know, what are those ways that we can try to come together versus just exclude others and just separate.
0: Great. So let's just have a short break and come back to continue our conversation. is Aziz Radio Bamdad, i Man with Rohe. یکی از همکارانم و دوستانم در شرکت توانا در خدمتون هستیم با دکتر الکساندرادی و صحبت میکنیم راجع به مسائل روز که داره اتفاق میفته به خصوص گروه به اصطلاح ایشیامیکنال که خیلی دچار مشکل شدن به خاطر این ویروس و اینکه این ویروس کرونا به هر حال این یک سال اثراتی که روی احساس و عواطف انسان ها گذاشته یه مقداری همه رو به هر حال از نظر تحملشون به کمتر شده و اثر گذاشته روی میزان تحملشون ما راجع به این صحبت میکنیم ولی باید خدمتون بگم که ما روزهای شنبه و یه شنبه به زبان انگلیسی برنامه داریم از ساعت دوازت تا یکی بعد از ظهر و اگر صدای ما رو الان به زبان انگلیسی میشنوین شما دارین به رادیو بامداد گوش میکنین ولی شنبه‌ها و شنبه‌ها برای یک ساعت ما زبان انگلیسی معارنمای روانشناسی و فرهنگ داریم برصد اگر کسانی در منزل هستن یا آشناهایی دارین که ترجیح میدن به زبان انگلیسی برنامه رو, برنامه رو, برنامه رو به برنامه روانشناسی رو بشنون ازشون دعوت کنیم به برنامه‌ی ما توجه کنن ما یک بریک کوتاه میدیم برمیگردیم و در خدمتتون هستیم back with Dr. Alex Andrade and we continue our conversation about the issues that are happening in our country in our society and perhaps around the world in many ways Um, and um, Dr. Andrade we, we talked about all these different groups and different issues that are happening, uh, some because of the COVID um, and some even prior to that, like the Black Lives Matters was happening just just right before the pandemic. And um, many other issues that the news, um, like uh, for example, the shooting in different areas, which could be part of many things within, you know, individuals that they were carrying for a long time. And then it came out that way. Uh, But I I wanted to talk about the communication. I know as psychologists, even though we may feel like we don't have the answer, but on the other hand, I feel like it's the main thing to bring groups together and have conversation, let people to listen and uh, decide for themselves and i think we need to start this culture of communication and talking about things that they have been always hidden and on surface they show up with anger with uh, violence um, with so many um, reactions that we have witnessed why not you know, bringing everything on the surface and and let's talk about it. You know, when you talk about the white man's being, um, you know, under attack, maybe internally they feel like, well, now everything is our fault. You know, um, maybe just open this conversation and start reacting like mature, and um, you know kind human being that wants to know what's going on or maybe share the frustration, maybe share what goes on within me as an Iranian American, what has bothered me so far, what has bothered someone who is, um, who has a different race. If an Asian American, like I know in, um, psychology conferences or different, um, you know, classes that we take, we always talk about these things um, in in those specific, you know, uh, situations created, but it's for educated psychologists. But how do we open up the whole the entire community? Where do we start to start communicating? You know,
1: Yeah, no, and I think that's such a great point. I think it's one of those things where we tend to come from a place of defensiveness. And I think it's understandable that we're anticipating some kind of negative reaction or response, but I think a, a great starting point sometimes is, And again this is going to sound like a very therapist kind of answer i think it's let's try to connect with our emotional experiences let's connect through the hurt that we've experienced the the probably the powerlessness that we experience even even in the frustration i think a lot of times too and it's it's a kind of a very westernized way of thinking that you know to be emotional is, is kind of uh, in, in an argument or a, a discussion, maybe is a better word, to be emotional in the discussion is, is a, a flawed way or problematic way of interacting. I think it's a very valuable one. I think it's one where we can say, I'm hurt, I'm frustrated. I, I feel like I'm at the mercy. And, and to be able to share that experience, I think requires one, an extreme amount of vulnerability and openness. But I think it can allow us to really empathize and to connect on that, that very human, very personable level. Those are feelings. I think you could say those words, you can say hurt, you can say powerlessness, you can say frustration. And I think we all may have different definitions of it, but we can all connect with how uncomfortable and how unpleasant those things are. And so to hear that another person is experiencing that, I think it could start to allow us to say, oh man, like i know what that's like oh i i I, that that doesn't feel good that's not something that i want to feel you know to hear that they're feeling that same thing how can we kind of come to the table and see what that would be like to be able to connect with uh, you know each other on that human level of that's what that feels like and i think that allows us to be able to see the person as as a person while still Again, respecting their individual identities. So, whether it's race, culture, gender, whatever it may be, um, we can start to connect through the openness of our emotional experiences.
0: No, absolutely. And also, you know, we each have gone through certain uh, issues living in society. Doesn't matter where, but even if you're living in your um, own. Community. There's a still hurt and emotional issues that happen. So hurt is everywhere. You know, you can't change people to really understand where you come from, but at least when it comes to certain um, very vivid issues, you know, that it's um, it's really out there. You know, like for example, if you come to the uh, personal level. There's always some hurt everywhere, you know, Mm -hmm. with with your loved ones, with your friends, with your community, somebody says something. So that's given because that exists no matter what. That's why we uh, have this profession to support people who come to us. Mm -hmm. But the point that today we want to talk about is the very vivid issues that we are facing. Black life matters. Asian American going through these issues after pandemic. Um, you know different countries who are having issues with our country all of a sudden they become bad. All of a sudden people from that region mm-hmm. become evil. you know So we are trying to really um, bring this on the surface to talk about what do we do as an individual being in that community? Let's say if I um, am an Asian, and I'm um, actually living in a society that they actually really show hateful behavior towards me, how do I respond? I feel like if you're facing in that situation, there are two, three things you do. Either you ignore, you walk away. Or you start communicating, you know, sometimes it's very difficult to communicate with an angry person. But um, I see that a lot of people today in today's world are going through that, the hurt that sometimes the uh, African American are going through, the hurt that comes from generation after generation. Um, and then different people have different sensitivity, you know, there are people that they don't feel it that much. But the cancel culture is the culture of our society in today's world, especially among young people.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, and it's. I think it's tough because we, we've, we have to remember that, you know, we all grow up in this society where we're bombarded with these messages of hate, discrimination. Uh, there's a term, implicit bias. And it's essentially that, you know, we have these biases that we're not even aware of and we inherit a lot of them from our society, uh, sometimes even from with our own cultural group, uh, from our you know parents or grandparents, I have this joke. You know, Mexican grandparents are some of the most racist people in the world, and it's one of those things where it, you know it, it, we can we can kind of laugh at that and say, oh yeah, but at the same time, there's some truth, and it's like, well, they probably encountered probably some of the most uh, kind of overt discrimination, and and we're told these messages very overtly too, where now they're very covertly, so. Again, again, it's one of those things where there's some truth and jest. Uh, but w- what do we do with that? How do we, how do we recognize that we've inherited those, those views, those beliefs? And, you know, it's, it's become something that we're not even always fully aware of. And maybe sometimes we'll even act on that unknowingly or uh, un- unconsciously. And so it, it requires us to really look at ourselves and say, what are some of these things that are, what are these dominant views in my society? Even before we we look at ourselves, because it's not always easy to do, what does the society say about black men and Latino men? And a lot of times it's that they're dangerous, they're a threat. Uh, Somebody was reminding me recently when Trump said something about, you know, Mexicans, you know, being rapists. And it's just like I totally forgot about that. But uh, maybe maybe intentionally, I don't know. But, uh, uh, you know, being you know people saying that did you hear that did you hear that and it's like oh man it's like that that's 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 me that's what i am and my my racial group is being connected with something it's a horrible thing to be connected with. And so it's like you get bombarded with these messages about not only what other people are, but what you are. And so as we are able to recognize and identify some of those things, we can say, well, how true is that? How true is that of that of me as, as well as maybe that's not as true of other people as well?
0: No, absolutely. And um, one of the things that I was just, uh, you know, thinking was, Mm. even within our country, I don't know about other places, but in Iran, there are different states. And then there are jokes about different states. There are so many stories about different states that for example, people from this state are this and that people Mm -hmm. from that state are this and that. And I I can see that people from those places, they're bothered some by all these jokes and all these things. I sometimes feel like they swallow all these things that they hear. But um, sometimes I feel like, as you said, why not saying, hey, I'm hurt by, you know, these jokes that that there is there about you know the place that I come from and none of that really actually represents me as a person sure. by but I hear that all the time or the regions in uh, in Iran for example they say oh people from this region are the mm-hmm. most wonderful mm-hmm. because uh you know, crime is almost zero in those places. People are nice to each other. People are so hospitable. So, mm. there are different regions that this stereotype is given from years and years to generation and passed on to other generations. Mm. So, I feel like it's obviously we are living in a diverse society. We are living in United States that people come from all over the world. So what happens? People start being against the other group. People mm-hmm. Even in the school that I was teaching, mm-hmm. we had um, most of our diverse communities were Russians and uh, Hispanics. Mm-hmm. And constantly, the people from this group had fight with this group, and it was escalated sometimes, and we had to bring... Um, authorities there to make sure it's not this escalation is not to a point that there's danger coming, you know, from the issues. So what I'm saying is, there is something within human being, if you even read the history, it's just something um, Something needs to be transformed. I mean, within uh, each person, the transformation has to happen in order to love everybody rather than I come from that group, you're from that group. So I want to compete. I want to show I'm better. You did that to my group. So now I'm going to fight for my group. You know, this has been going on forever. Even if you notice that you go to a big place, like to let's say to a conference, for example, Mm -hmm. immediately you're gravitated towards, you know, first you go through your profession. You Mm -hmm. find people that are, In your profession, then you go to the next level is people from your community, if Mm -hmm. you can find, you know, I mean, it's just levels that you gravitate towards because it's important um, for everyone to be to belong, you know, and I think that belonging is good. but, But you have to be educated how to act and react towards another group.
1: And I think that's, I love that you said that word, educated. I don't think it's something that we are in the mainstream. I, you know, I I think for so long, even, you know, in, in graduate school, for example, <clears throat> which I definitely recognize not everybody goes to, but even in that that upper levels of education, you know, diversity, you know, for so long, at least to me, felt like kind of tokenized. it was it was like added at the end of every chapter like oh yeah we got to talk about diversity but it's like div- diversity shouldn't be just a, a small section at the end of every chapter diversity should be throughout anything that we're talking about and not in a way where it's done as lip service or to appease people but to say that the world is very diverse that there is you know a, a uniqueness in all different individuals and I think it's something that in the in the mainstream that's not something that we're doing. Even now, I would argue. I, I think we we retreat into individualized groups. Um, and again, for good reason, but I think it stops there and it, and it needs to it needs to be bigger than that. And again, it's so hard because it's 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 familiar. Like you said, it, it's comfortable and there's a sense of community there, and that's great. But you know what? I think and this is where it's maybe not as common or seen, but there can be a sense of community built on all different levels like you said if in a professional capacity first you go to your profession and then you go to maybe your racial ethnic group and then maybe your gender and so again it's one of those things where it's like well why can't those other aspects of identity also serve as touch points or points of connection and i think it's it's something that needs to be you know built upon and grown and encouraged and flourished in that way but it's hard i think a, a lot of a lot of the world isn't built that way. It just, as I mentioned, just came back from a trip and it was in Chicago. And I've said this about Chicago before, one of the most diverse places ever, one of the most segregated places ever. And still, it's like that uh, from when I lived there, you know, just four or five years ago. And I can only imagine, you know, what that must have been like, you know, uh, 20, 30, 40 years ago. And, and we can easily look at the history of Chicago and tell you, yeah, it hasn't always been great there. Um, but yeah, it's, it's still that way, you know, in major cities. So it's like, wow. how, is this, how is this going to be different in that way? You
0: know? My memory of Chicago is great. I just love the restaurants. I love Mm. the way you go to places, and there's a piano player, Mm. people are singing. I love that diversity there. Um mm-hmm. so we got to another break. Uh, We're going to come back and continue our conversation. Janvanagon Aziz Radio Bamdad, age sedaye ma ro Radio Bamdad be zabon englisi mishnavin. Rozaye shanbe u shanbe ma hastim ba Dr. Alexandra, Dr. Rockers va khod-e man baetun sohbat Andradi hastim va Dr. Rockers dar morhasie از شرکت توانا و خوشحال میشیم که اگر کسانی هستن که به زبان انگلیسی ترجیح میدن برنامه روانشناسی رو بشنونن ازشون دعوت کنیم به برنامه ما روزهای شنبه و یشبه از ساعت 12 تا 1 بعد از ظهر توجه کنن برمیگردیم و بعد از یک بریک در خدمتتون هستیم We're back with Dr. Andrade and we continue our conversation about council culture, diversity, um, what is happening in our society after a year of pandemic, and what specifically some groups are going through, uh, especially because um, the level of patients are a little different than before after going through a year of worrisome, um, being apprehended, what's going to happen to us, not knowing um, when we have the virus or when we can get read of this um, humongous issues in front of us, which was the <laughs> pandemic and the coronavirus. So now today we so far talked about, you know, how we can communicate and how we can bring things on the surface um, and educate ourselves specifically to be able to bear each other um, and be able to, you um, have a good conversation. I would say having a good conversation and and communicate perhaps uh, is is really the key. And I've noticed in every aspect in our life, even with our partners, with our loved ones, with our friends, there are always issues that maybe it's been taken uh, differently than it was from the point view of the person um, and then our reaction was uh, different because we took it differently so maybe sometimes uh, more communication because in one sitting sometimes maybe you're so emotional that you can't even hear the other person. But as time goes and communication after communication, because for example, if I have an issue with you, for example, Dr. Doctor uh, Andrade, if I sit with you for a short time, 30 minutes or an hour, I, we can't get to the bottom of it. But maybe for now, we let our emotion out and we talk about our hurt and then maybe next time we sit and we talk more, and then we talk more, it's not going to happen within one sitting within one hour. It needs more time. It needs absorption. It needs after we hear each other to go back and think about it. But I think as human being, we come from the so much emotion involved within each of us. And then the level of sensitivity in each of us is different. So that's why some of us take it very strongly. Some of us ignore it. Some of us kind of get hurt, but we just say, well, it's okay. So-and-so didn't know, or maybe they're ignorant and we pass by it. But the hurt is deep in many of us. Uh, and, And how do we deal with that?
1: And I can't agree more. I often remind people communication is not something that we only talk about once or that we even think of as something we master. I think it's something that we can always improve upon. And I I also always let people know that same idea too, that one, it's probably not going to, you know, just be resolved in one conversation. Um, And also too, we can always go back. Uh, I think a lot of times people will say, Oh, something was said. And I have some more thoughts about it. And we act like we can't go back. Uh, we can say, you know what, uh, you know, we talked about something, you know, a couple of weeks ago, and you said this, and it kind of felt away. And so we could always go back, not in a way of look at all these times you've hurt me and how you've wronged me, but more of this is how I felt. This is what I wanted to share with you. And this is how we can maybe build and move forward. Because like you said, and it, it can be so true, somebody said it in one way, and it maybe was taken another way or felt another way or... Um, you know, it impacted you in a way that you didn't even realize until you reflected on it. And so, yeah, it's definitely something that I, I think it's it's an ongoing process of growth and, and exploration into that relationship. And it could even strengthen the relationship. I remember growing up, there were several people who, um, you know, as a teenager, like, I didn't like, I didn't like that person. I didn't like him. I didn't like him for whatever reason. And I remember in school, sometimes they would like make you talk with that other person. And I ended up becoming like really good friends with those people, (laughs) which was like, it it was, it was, it, it was childish in a way, but I think it's very common in that, like there was some difference or there was something that I was threatened by, or maybe they were threatened by, and it created conflict that just fed on itself for no good reason. And then uh, to be forced to sit and talk and see, there's actually more in common than not. Um, it allowed us to to grow and, and and nurture that friendship. So I find it's one of those things where you know in society, unfortunately, sometimes people can't make people sit down and talk, which would probably actually be very nice if there was somebody who did that. That's uh, true. Yeah, yeah, but uh, it's hard because you know it's when we when we don't take that step. To have those conversations, I think those those negative views or those negative beliefs just grow and strengthen, and then we tend to lean towards people who have as similar views as us. and And we've talked before about how social media, I think, does that as well. Um, the The things that we look up online can only seek to further reinforce our beliefs versus kind of challenge them or or question them even. Um, Mm -hmm. I think we should always be questioning our beliefs and our values and our views, not because we need to disregard them, but we can learn so much Mm -hmm. about ourselves in that way. uh, And what's important to us, as well as even being able to recognize, you know, how uh, values of others may be very important and valuable to them. So, you know,
0: well, what you said took me to the book, um, mindset, Mindset by Dr. Carol uh, Dweck, hmm. the uh, head of the psychology department in Stanford University. Uh, in her book, Mindset, she talks about this. And it's really interesting because she talks about being able to converse about things, you know, and, and also just as psychologists, for example, we need to give our listeners some um one, two, three, um, you know, uh, what do I do with this? How do I deal with this situation? And uh, Dr. Dweck actually talks about communication and talks about things that even uh, between the partners, between husband and the spouses happen or between different groups, different communities. And she specifically talks about communicating and talks about, um, you know how you feel I think sometimes because of um, the I always name it the false pride mm. because the real pride is the real you mm. that you comfort and you say how you feel right sure. but then the false um, pride mm. is like you want to act like everything is fine I'm stronger than anything even bother me no this wasn't even important for me I'm Other things are more important. So the way we act is all those, you know, masks that we have on our faces. And there's so many masks that we have and we cover ourselves. There's a mask with friends. There's a mask with partner. There's a mask in the society. But then if in real, real who we are, we can be sincere and talk about how we feel. And that is not that you did this that how I feel. But just just say, when I hear this, this emotion comes out in me. Because if we put our finger on someone and say, you said that you did that, all of a sudden, you create a different scenario. Because, again, the other person would feel hurt that you're putting the finger on that person. But if we come from a point that we are talking about our feelings, we are saying that when I heard that sentence, this is how I feel. So by our wording, the scenario would completely change. Because if we talk from that false pride, we come from a different situation. We come from a different way of looking at things and creating the scene. But if we are just humble, and we are selfless, and we are really being ourselves, then we talk differently. We talk about ourselves, we talk about our feelings. So one of the things I like for our listeners to know is, always talk about your feelings. Don't talk about the other person. You are the person who do that. You're the person who says that you're the person who act that way. I think that triggers so many bad reactions in the other person. But the most important thing, I guess, in any relationship, uh, even if, let's say, you are not a politician, to act like you're uh, you're trying to bring different words in your conversation. If you're a real person, still talk about you. Mm-hmm. Don't talk about the other person. Uh, just be real. Be a, be real. Be a, be you. But at least have even the little understanding that the way you talk can trigger, um, you know, reaction. From the other person,
1: yeah, and, and I would I would add to that, in the idea of you know at least I always start with checking in with ourselves. Like let's let's learn to be real with ourselves. Let's ask ourselves what are we feeling right now? You know how are we? Because I think sometimes people are hesitant to share that, which is understandable depending on who you're interacting with, who you're talking with. But I think it, it, I totally agree with you. It can be so valuable to do that. I find a good way to practice to start that is asking ourselves you know, how am I feeling about this? What, you know, what are my thoughts? You know, what would I like to say? You know, then sometimes that we move on to what we can actually say or what we feel comfortable saying. But if we start to check in with ourselves about what would we want to say versus sometimes what should we say? I think we do that a lot. What's the right thing to do? What should we do? But if we don't check in with ourselves first about what we're authentically feeling, it's going to be really hard to share that with somebody else. And so, yeah, and, and I think it's so valuable. You're right. I think it's so valuable to build relationships in that authentic way um right. and it's it's a skill I, I look at it as a skill it's something that has to be practiced with people um sometimes we're like i'm gonna be completely open from now on and then all of a sudden like that last one day because somebody is like why are you being all weird I'm like okay never mind never mind <laughs> <laughs> and so if it's something new that we're trying you know give ourselves that space to try that out and explore what that is you know
0: And I like the word, the skill that you mentioned, you know, you said we have to build the skills. This is really great. I'm glad you mentioned that we need to build the skills in communicating, we need to build the skills in really trying to understand, you know, how we feel about ourselves, our own feelings. I remember at schools, one of the early things you ask children is, what are five things you dislike? What are five things you like? You start working with the kids to understand their likes and dislikes. You know, start from there. But a lot of times we haven't stopped even to think about anything that we are dealing with that are so important with our emotions, but all we have time for it's just getting angry, getting upset, but we never stop because of the work, because of the life. We never stop the most important part of our life. This is self to think about you, to start thinking, what do you want to do? What do you like? What, what bothers you? What is it that we let things go and go and go? And, and finally we get to a point that we are up to here And then we want to cut the whole relationship or we want to cut the whole conversation. But if early on, as soon as something happens and we are bothered by that, we just start thinking about what is it about this that bothers me? Is it me? Is it them? So start digging into that. And if it's you start thinking why I was bothered by that Mm -hmm. Uh, because there's a reason always goes back to something that has happened to us that we are sensitive towards that. I know Dr. Andrade, we are getting to the end of our program. Um, That's why I want to make sure uh, we have very short break and come back to finalize our conversation. All right, we're back and we are summing up our conversation. So far, we talked about cancel culture. We talked about diversity. We talked about our, talked about our feelings, talked about communication. Mm -hmm. We talked about so many different things within this hour. So Dr. Andrade, I like for you to say your final statement about this conversation.
1: Yeah, I would say let's, in, in thinking about our differences when it comes to others, also try to think of what is similar, what connects us. I think it's really easy and, and almost natural to see how we're different than others. And it takes a little bit of effort or skill to see how we're similar. And so as you find your mind being like, yeah, that's not like me, or that they're different in that way. Maybe the follow-up question to ask ourselves is, well, how are we maybe similar? And even thinking of things such as our role, their parent, or their, you know, a sibling. Um, Uh, being able to connect on a a level that allows you to try to see that individual as a person, as somebody that you may know, um, somebody that you may understand and connect with and care about even. And I think the question becomes, you know, why can't they be that kind of person to either you or to somebody else? And that really allows us to start to connect in a more authentic way.
0: Very good. And uh, I want to reiterate what you said and also just say communicate and try to uh, bring the other person to understanding how you feel. So talk about your feelings, Uh, try, uh, don't give up. Uh, I always tell my clients that the most important thing is If a relationship is important to you, whether it's a friend, a partner, spouse, or anyone, a coworker, try to really communicate and understand uh, your feeling towards what it bothers you and um, just be open to what you hear uh, and also be able to um, just take what you hear and think about it rather than reacting immediately. With that, I wanna say goodbye to our listeners. Uh, And as you know, Dr. Andrade, this week um, was our first new Persian year. And I'm sure our listeners who are listening to us had a wonderful week visiting each other, in uh, probably open areas, um, considering the distance, but I know there's a lot of inside houses celebrations. Mm -hmm. So I want to say happy Noroos again and have, uh, 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 enjoy your Saturday night, we are going to come back tomorrow. And we are going to converse about another um, topic. I could دستمو ببگو <موسیقی> که ساعتی نبازه
1: تو چشم منو ببگو که یک قصیده
0: بس واسه یه عاشق
1: شد انتخابه نفس هام
0: حسرت فریاد کردن اسم کسی با صدا اسم می‌که هست مثل چه آشغال نه بر بس فсе مثل قربت
1: antwort ist mein wo berfor man fast nie nur nie درختم درخت خشکی تو wohl بابر کن همیشه بابر کن که من به عشق صادقم بابر کن
0: حرف من رو بابر کن
1: که من همیشه عاشقم